African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. All right, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. You're listening to African Dialogue uh, today. Thank you for joining us on uh, this particular day where we'll be actually looking forward to Saturday, which is a day that's commemorated by the United Nations as uh, or the World Health Organization, rather, as World Health Hearing Day. That's World Hearing Day. Uh, the day is used to commemorate people with hearing impairment and also to raise awareness about induced hearing loss as well as uh, to have ways to uh, prevent it but today I'm really excited this morning when I woke up I was really very keen to come to studio because we're having a very much of a different broadcast in our studio we're going to be speaking to deaf students that are coming to us from Siswile School of the Deaf and they are joining us in our studios and uh, they also have uh, uh, the Institute of Fashion which is uh, Studio 05 that will is also joining us which has uh, um, a, a, a campaign that they'll be initiating today which is really a groundbreaking idea of actually making sure that the students get on track in terms of the world of fashion clothing design and the manufacturing industry so they'll be collaborating with this particular school just really to educate them on the importance of the world of fashion and, and the clothing industry but I want to start with uh, uh, the teacher from Siswila School of the Death uh, Veliswa Ngaba I want to start speaking to you she's busy here translating with us so if you want to listen to us and check out our program go to our channel africa facebook page where we're streaming the conversation live uh Velisiwa, let me start Velisiwa, let me start the conversation with you in terms of uh, uh you as a as a teacher from the school of the deaf tell us a little bit about yourself and about the school when it started out and when you started teaching and how your passion for teaching the deaf started um, <laughs> she has to actually she's busy translating at the same time she has to answer my question so um, thank you Sizwila for giving us your time and the patience for you to translate to us as we speak to the students so we're going to ask questions to the students and uh, Veliswa will be asking, uh, answering this question Veliswa from your perspective just tell us a little bit about how you started teaching the deaf and what got you into this type of teaching um, hello, everyone. Um, well, I started teaching a uh, deaf um, in 2013. Mm. Um, I first studied um, sign language yeah. at Wits University. Um, I did um, my undergrad there for three years. Um, that was way back in 2003. Um, at that time, we didn't have honors. Um, so I just I completed my degree and then um, was involved in a lot of um, deaf community, um, working with Sander, um, being involved in deaf community. So I, I had the passion for deaf people from way back when I first uh, was introduced 
to the subject of sign language. And then later on um, in 2013, when I became a teacher, I decided that I'd love to work with deaf people um, in terms of being their teacher. And that's how I started. Um, I was fortunate that I got work at Sizwile School for the Deaf as my first school that appointed me. Okay, tell us a little bit about where that passion starts. As a, as a person who is hearing, um, why did you have that passion to teach the deaf? Um, it was more of curiosity okay. at first um, because I've never met a deaf person all my life um, until I was at VITS um, when I did my, my course at, um, at VITS, as I said. So it was more of curiosity, wondering how can a language be used using your hands and it be structured sure. perfectly. Yeah. And that got me interested. Um, so I wanted to learn more about this language um, in depth um, in comparison to English and other languages. And I learned that it's a language just like any other language and that was um a, a, a an eye-opener for myself and that uh, spurred my passion and my curiosity just even more and more and more well let me come to the students because we really <coughs> wanted to give the students a voice on radio because i know it's very much strange for people to say why are you having deaf people on the on the radio set but i think that's about breaking those stereotypes why not that's what the question we were asking ourselves why can't we bring deaf students on on our program and speak to them about themselves about the challenges they have and about their aspirations and what they want in real life and we thought it was a great opportunity for us to speak to them but i want to start with kolane tell us a little bit about yourself kolane uh, where you come from uh, tell us a little bit about what grade you in and what you're passionate about in your life okay my name is kolane mashengu i'm i'm from naledi so um, that's where I grew up. I'm in grade 12 ah. currently. Um, my passion in life um, is fashion designing, actually. Oh, great. Um, I would love to learn more about fashion. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how did your um, love for fashion start? I mean, as a guy, guys are not usually into fashion. You know, we usually go for engineering or we go for thinking of being a lawyer or a doctor. How did you go about for fashion? Um, when I was still young, I think about ages of seven, I used to love to draw. Um, I had the passion of drawing and then my, my knowledge grew and grew and uh. I can't stop drawing. So I think that is why. Fantastic. Well, if you're listening to us in our broadcast today, we have three fantastic uh, uh, students from uh, the Sizwile School of the Deaf that are joining us for the conversation in uh, anticipation of World Hearing Day, which is on Saturday. And we, we're speaking about them just to voice what their passions are and just to raise awareness about their lives in our everyday. So we've got uh, uh, Veliso, who's in our studio, who's translating. So we've got two ladies and, and one guy, Tolane Maria. And we also have Funbi in our studios just joining us as we have this conversation. So when you hear Velisua translating, it's because uh, she's translating the voices of uh, the deaf students that are with us. Now, let me come to you, Maria. What grade are you in? What are you passionate about? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Maria. My surname is Morgan. I'm at Sizwila School for the Deaf, and I'm doing grade 12. Um, I stay in Katlahong. 
Uh, my passion is to become a teacher. The reason I say that is because I love to teach deaf kids English because I see most of our deaf kids, um, they struggle with English. So I want to share my knowledge and my understanding and encourage them so that they can improve and become better. And tell us a little bit about, um, you know, just yourself in terms of outside the space of uh, your school. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, home. We want to know about what are the challenges that you find outside the context of uh, uh, your, your school. Because sometimes school can be a very comfortable place because you have other deaf kids around you. But sometimes when you leave school, that's where the challenges are. What are some of the challenges that you face as a young person, especially as a deaf person in communities? Okay, my challenge is, um, first of all, family. Um, most of my family, they're hearing, um, and they don't know sign language. Mm. So I have to lip read, and I can't hear what they're saying, mm. and that's not nice. Um, also, sometimes if I'm going somewhere, maybe to a mall or something, and I want to buy something for myself, the people, they can't understand what I'm saying. Mm. Um, so I need to write and show them. And what happens if I don't have a pen? Then yeah. what? So that's the challenge. And so how do you overcome that, um, uh, Maria? It must be very difficult for you. I mean, you can't be carrying a pen wherever you go because you're an individual yourself, and uh, they should be able to be adjusting to you as well in the way that you are. Passion is to become a teacher. The reason I say that is because I love to teach deaf kids English because I see most of our deaf kids, um, they struggle with English. So I want to share my knowledge and my understanding and encourage them so that they can improve and become better. And tell us a little bit about, um, you know, just yourself in terms of outside the space of uh, your school. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, home. We want to know about what are the challenges that you find outside the context of uh, uh, your, your school. Because sometimes school can be a very comfortable place because you have other deaf kids around you. But sometimes when you leave school, that's where the challenges are. What are some of the challenges that you face as a young person, especially as a deaf person in communities? Okay, my challenge is, um, first of all, family. Um, most of my family, they're hearing, um, and they don't know sign language. Mm. So I have to lip read, and I can't hear what they're saying, mm. and that's not nice. Um, also, sometimes if I'm going somewhere, maybe to a mall or something, and I want to buy something for myself, the people, they can't understand what I'm saying. Mm. Um, so I need to write and show them. And what happens if I don't have a pen? Then yeah. what? So that's the challenge. And so how do you overcome that, um, uh, Maria? It must be very difficult for you. I mean, you can't be carrying a pen wherever you go because you're an individual yourself, and uh, they should be able to be adjusting to you as well in the way that you are. Um, I think as, as for my family's sake, um, I try to teach them sign language. Okay, um, like uh, there are things, places where they can learn sign language. Like if they come to our school, for instance, on Saturdays, they can learn sign language. Okay. Um, I believe that every hearing person should learn sign language. In that way, they'll be able to communicate with deaf people simply. And that's how you'll solve the solution. And I want to move to you to Funbi as well, because Funbi, I'm, I'm told that you studied at the same school, but now you are a teacher there. And uh, how did you actually move to that, to being a person who's an, an ordinary learner, to actually having a passionate to teach deaf students? Uh, 
Um, now I'm in uh, in a position of um, for a Studio Five. I'm working with Bruno. Okay, he's one of the guys I'm working with as a teacher. Um, my first year and the second year and the third year, and then I got my degree. Um, last year I started teaching with deaf children, and now and now I'm working as a pattern worker. Okay, and how are you finding that? Um, uh, in terms of teaching deaf uh, uh, people fashion, tell us a little bit about that particular experience. I feel good about that because working with deaf kids, because they under- we can understand each other, the communication is great. There's no problems with that. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. It's fantastic. You guys did a, such a good job. I'm very proud of Kolani and Maria, and uh, you guys started very well. So we'll continue the conversation. And uh, Veliswa, you've been fantastic. So I'm going to give you a bit of a break as we go on our quick break, and then we'll come back. Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, we're really looking forward to uh, World Hearing Day, which is taking place on Saturday. On our program today, we said, hey, let's invite deaf people. Let's give them a voice on, on radio. And a lot of people were like, how are you going to do that? Does that actually make sense? Why? And we're like saying, why not? Because why why do we have these stereotypes around disabilities? Because for me, I have a problem with the fact that it's called even a disability in itself. But we'll deal with that after our break. We'll continue this fantastic conversation we're having with our, our deaf student. Remember, go to our Facebook page, Channel Africa. We're streaming this live uh, so you can actually hang out with us in our studio, uh, see what's going on with our, in our studio because you can also uh, engage with uh, Polan and Maria and Funbi because uh, maybe you can't hear their voices on radio, but you can see them on our Facebook page. The 3rd of March every year has been declared World Hearing Day by the World Health Organization. The day is dedicated to raising awareness of hearing loss and measures to prevent it. In commemoration of the day, Channel Africa's current affairs show, African Dialogue, will be interviewing deaf students about the day and some of the challenges they still face. Be sure to catch us on our Facebook page, Channel Africa. Alternatively, you can listen to us on DSTV Audio Bouquet on Channel 802. You can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za on Thursday, the 1st of March at 1100 Central African Time. Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Well, this is the first for me on our program, and I'm really happy that we're doing this because it's something that uh, I feel like is innovative to a certain degree. We're speaking to uh, young deaf people in our studios and really speaking about their life as deaf people, the challenges that they face, and also not just challenges because sometimes we can say deaf people have challenges, but what are their hopes? What are their dreams? Where do they see themselves in in the future? And it's something that we can take for granted. In our studio, we've got Veli Swatnaba, if you're just joining us She's the teacher at Sizwile School of the Death. She's also doing some translations for us uh, because we're speaking to uh, uh, three, two deaf students, Kolani Matlangu, who's a learner at uh, Sizwile School of the Death. And we've got Maria Morgan, who's a learner at also Sizwile School of the Deaf. We've got Funbi Adebolajo, who is uh, a deaf lecturer at Studio 05. They're collaborating with the Sizwile School of the Deaf because they've got a program uh, within their fashion studio of teaching deaf people 
people fashion. And I want to speak to Bruno, the managing director from Studio 5. How did you get into actually having this idea of teaching deaf people fashion? In many industries, I think because of just uh, sometimes how how marginalized the deaf communities can be. People don't think that they need uh, these particular skills because sometimes they're sidelined in, especially in education, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done in our country. So where did this idea come from? Good day, how are you guys doing? Sure. Um, this idea came about uh, five years ago. Sure. Uh, we were in, in, the, in Rosebank for the past, uh, I think, 13 years in Rosebank. And we were opposite an uh, institution called uh, St. Vincent. Sure. And throughout maybe about three years, these young individuals would constantly come to our institution and they would actually want to study fashion. Mm. And they were just trying to get an idea of how do they go about doing so. Yeah. And I think the first year went by, they came through, the second year went by, and then we were like, wow, yeah. there's quite an interest in these young individuals who... I guess, have the disability, but are able enough to actually venture into this industry. And that is how it all began. And I think a year later, we decided to introduce uh, fashion design into the hearing impaired. Mm -hmm. And that is how it all began. And we started off with the first group, which was the group that uh, Fumbi Mm -hmm. was part of. And uh, five down, five years down the line, now we have graduates similar to herself. Okay. And now I've moved from a student to a lecturing position. Ah, nice. And from your perspective, how did it actually change your way of education? Did it kind of um, make you see education from a different perspective? Or did you say, well, we're just extending um, our programs. Basically, that's what it's all about. You know, it definitely gave us the impression that, uh, you know, we have a lot of people with disabilities that we marginalize. Sure. And it's very important to understand that these are, they're, they're, they're able, mm. you know. And Fumbi, as a first year, excelled above our expectations where she entered competitions and she came out first prize over uh, second and third years, oh, wow. especially from a creative aspect. Mm. So it really opened our eyes to understand that fashion is 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 there for everybody, and uh, the deaf community is not any less mm. of a, a community that cannot actually venture into the fashion industry and excel. Mm. So we are very excited to actually introduce it, and we have excelled from from there, and we actually getting more interest within the deaf community mm. in the in regard to our fashion industry. So just for clarity, is Fumbi the first deaf teacher in your school? She is our first deaf okay. uh, awesome. teacher in our school. Uh, she was also in the first group. Ah. So she went through a three-year program, and soon after that, um, she also bridged the, the gap where we also um, had to get interpreters in that space. Yeah. And our, st- our struggle was that we are having an interpreter that has never studied fashion mm. and we had fashion terminologies uh, that we needed to pass uh, on to these young individuals. <laughs> sure, sure. By teaching Fumbi, she actually understood the terminology. So the gap between, I guess, lecture and student was a much better translation, mm. if I could put it like that, sure. where she actually understood terminologies. And now when she's passing on information to the, the deaf young individuals, she actually they actually get exactly what she's trying to put across as a person who actually went through the process and has learned fashion design. Fantastic. Uh, Funbi, I want to come to you. Well, you were one of those students who went through this particular program. 
as a as a as someone who's learning into a a school that's also starting to assimilate itself in teaching deaf people um how did you adjust to that environment as a student before um you were qualified uh, in 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 your uh, expertise i'm very interested in that as as a student how did you overcome challenges that you also become a, a star of a learner No, you should answer it. I want you, you to answer, answer it. Bruno, <laughs> <laughs> please help me. Just, just how did you adjust? Tell us a little bit about how you adjusted. How I adjusted... Um, I, I could assist her. Okay, you I can you can go ahead. Yeah. I think she's become Fumbi is becoming shy now. <laughs> well, I, I guess uh, from from us as, as uh, I guess staff and uh, as the institution, um, it was a challenge for both parties. Mm. Um, I guess you know she they they walked into an environment of uh, people who have the ability to hear, mm. and I guess as you walk into an environment like that, you you not you don't open up to yourself. Mm. And I guess your creativity or just generally something as much as you aspire to be a designer, it's sure. something that is an unknown territory. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, it was a bit slow. But as we moved on to second and the final year, sure. the process became much easier because they settled in. They, we, you know, we welcomed them. We, we, we actually made the environment um, friendly to the, these young individuals. Mm-hmm. And that assisted them to actually, I guess, grow wings and actually mm-hmm. be able to express themselves more. Mm-hmm. So the challenges were at the beginning, it was a bit of a teething phase. And then after that, it actually became much easier. Mm-hmm. So and as I said, she, she excelled from then. Yeah. Well, I, I want to come back to the students as well. Um, and, and let me start with Maria this time, because I, wanna, I wanted to ask in terms of... Um, your 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 hopes and your dreams for the future you said you wanted to become a teacher um from from your perspective um how, how what is the driving force behind you to actually become a teacher um what has inspired you to become a teacher um the reason why i want to become a teacher um is what i've seen mm. um if we're talking now some students don't understand teachers um, in terms of deaf culture. Mm. Um, so as a deaf person, I will be able to break through those bridges and teach them and motivate them and make it easier so that when they go out there, they're able to read and write. They will be able to handle challenges, whatever they have. I'll be there to support them with the knowledge that I have and, and it can be a better team. And Kolani, from, from, from your perspective, in terms of your challenges as a, as a deaf person, um, what are the main things that have stuck out for you, especially in, as a person now who's in matric, you've got a big year ahead of you, you have to impress your family, make sure that you, you do well uh, in, in your education in this particular year. What, what are the challenges that you're facing in this year? It's still early, though, for me to ask, but I just want to know. <laughs> Um, the challenges this year, um, um, I think it's, it will be for finding, um, a place where I can study fashion, um, as a deaf person, um, 
Yeah, and also I want to, from your perspective, are you is your family supporting that particular dream, and and what do you want to uh, see yourself as as a fashion designer? What do you want to achieve? Do you want your own label? Um, first, I need to to get the knowledge from a college. Okay. Um, get the practicals, and then later on, I'd love to start my own business. Well, I want to come back to you, uh, Veliswa, before we go to our break, in terms of the challenges for um, young people in education, because as we were both speaking about with Bruno, the fact that uh, the, the deaf communities and, and, and other people with disabilities have been ma- marginalized in various systems from education to health, their um, priorities not centralized in various systems uh, in society. So from your perspective as an educator, what still needs to be done to to make um, teaching of deaf people and also other disabled people mainstream? Because it's almost like we've separated these worlds of the able and the disabled. And I don't even like that term of able and disabled. What are your thoughts on that as someone who, who works in it day in, day out in that space? Um my thoughts about that is that um, you're right Um, being deaf is not a disability Um, being deaf means that you're just using a different language than to another person I'm a closer person and then Maria and Kolani they speak sign language and that's the only difference between the two of us we're both humans we do things in the same way Mm. so if society can have that understanding when they see a deaf person and not look at a person with disability but look at a language that is different yeah. then we can grow as a society and more opportunities for deaf people will will come about mm. um the challenges mostly is after metric where do they go mm. so now it's exciting to hear about what bruno is saying that they've got colleges for fashion mm. but not all of them have passion for fashion mm. so that's just a minority group that can mm-hmm. go there. What about the rest? Mm-hmm. Um, you find that um, in universities like WITS, the standard of acceptance, they're quite high. And yet at the school level, they're dropping the standard. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes a challenge even bigger because in our schools, teachers who have knowledge of sign language skills perfectly, they're very few. They started off way back. And the the signing is still of old fashion, mm. but they're still trying. So it's a challenge. We we need teachers with experience in sign language so we can hire them. They can teach these deaf children so that they can have a future that's better. Mm. And also university to accept deaf children and not um, um, block them off uh, to entering into university just because they're deaf and that their level is not to the standard that they want. So they need to balance things out and remember that in, few, in the past, the challenges that they've had. So give them access mm. and see what they can do. And from your perspective, from <coughs> an education perspective, as um, a, a teacher within that space, are you finding it that you are supported? Yes. Um, I'm very lucky. At Sizwile, we have the, the best um, support team from our principal all the way down 
to uh, my colleagues, the level one colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, we work together. If something they don't know, we ask each other and we, we support each other. Um, we, we work as a team so that we think about the future of the deaf child, mm-hmm. um, what they need for the future. And also we try to be, get involved in other um, institutions like colleges um, so that we want their future to be bright. Mm. And um, so from the support that we're getting from our principal, our HODs, our SMT, all those people, which is great. I just hope now the government can also be involved and be aware that deaf does not mean disability, mm. but deaf means a language which is different and that is sign language. Is government coming on board? Is it slow? Slow. Mm. Mm. Now it's, it's quite slow. Um, there's so many other things that we need, but... Um, step by step, which we appreciate. We're very happy that this year, for the first time, South African Sign Language will be a, a subject in matric mm. and will be written on the final exams in November. So, oh, great. And tomorrow they'll be launching that at WITS. Okay. So we're excited about that. Um, but that's just the, the beginning. Mm. So there's still more steps that need to be done in order to are in par with the speaking languages. Fantastic. I'm really so happy that we did this. And I'm going to take one more break and then we're going to wrap it up. I'm sure you guys are tired. And I'm sure Felice is also tired. She's been so, so busy on this program. And uh, we're going to take a quick break and then uh, we'll be back. And just to wrap up the show and just uh, uh, to thank the folks for coming through. Channel Africa has good news for you. We have extended our reach. If you have an iPad or iPhone, download the Channel Africa iOS app at itunes.apple.com. If you have a cell phone, then get our Android app at Google Store. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective, listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese and Chinyanja, informing the world about Africa. Well, thank you for joining us right here on uh, Channel Africa. Uh, thank you for giving us your time. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, remember, you're listening to us on the frequency 9625 kHz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa. If you're listening to us on DSTV, remember, we are on uh, Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. Then to our external people, listen to us outside the continent, our Pan-African community. We're on www.channelafrica.com. Africa.co.za. And remember, I have to let you know that we are streaming this broadcast live. We've got our deaf students. It's live on our Facebook page. We'll also post it later on. Maybe you can watch it and just check the vibe out, which is very cool in our studios. I want to come back to you, Bruno. Uh, you have uh, a program for uh, uh, this uh, Hearing Awareness Month. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that uh, Studio 5 is doing. Uh, today we're actually having a cool and exciting program to actually create awareness uh, within the deaf uh, community. Um, as there are not too many days similar to this, mm-hmm. as we have Hearing Day, World Hearing Day, World Deaf Day. Yeah, which we is like, in September, right? Which, yes, yeah, correct. Sure. 
So we'd like to actually give uh, as much awareness as possible during these uh, these particular days that are celebrated worldwide. And today we actually have an exciting event that's actually starting in a few minutes right now back at our campus. Okay. Where we're actually getting uh, Year ZA to actually come and do... Who's uh, Year ZA? Um, it's an organization that is, uh, that I guess it works in the empowerment of uh, hearing and health. Okay, okay. And annually they do, I guess, uh, road shows where they go out to different organizations uh, similar to us, and they give, give free hearing tests mm. to us who have uh, who hear, mm. uh, just for us to be aware of, uh, I guess, this, uh, this um, disability, mm. as well as um, we might think that we have like 100% hearing, yeah. but maybe not. Mm. So pretty much today they're coming into our campus, and they're giving free hearing uh, tests to all our uh, students as well as our staff. Okay. And they're just uh, giving us more uh, information and knowledge about, I guess, the, the condition of hearing mm. and, and, and health. Mm. So we're just aware about it. So besides uh, the test, we also have some cool activities that we have uh, invited uh, Sizwile mm. as well as St. Vincent uh, students. Mm. Um, so they can actually come and interact with us. Okay. Uh, pretty much we have like fun uh, illustration exercises, nice. uh, dressing and styling of oh, mannequins. Nice. That sounds fun. So yeah, so pretty much we are doing that. And we're also inviting some of our ex-students, mm. which um, they have been with us for the past year, which have come through the support of our CETA, mm. uh, which have been funded. Mm. Um, and yeah, th- we're excited to actually have them on board and create this uh, fun activity. Sure, fantastic, fantastic stuff. Uh, let me come to our students and uh, Tolane, let me start with you in terms of if you would give advice to hearing people in terms of uh, understanding the deaf community, what advice would you give them? Um... They need to start communication with deaf people so that you can understand deaf person. If you don't understand something, you ask them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Mar- Maria, how would you answer that question? How would you advise someone like me on, 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 and say, this is the best way you can understand the deaf community and not stereotype them? Um for hearing people to understand is that we are human, we are the same, we are not disabled. If you want to have a conversation with me, come, learn sign language. It's not difficult, it's very easy, it's actually fun for you to learn. And if you have the passion, you will, it will grow. Um, some deaf cultures, like you see them when they're speaking with the funny voice it, and they laugh, that's the culture of deafness. So if you don't understand, um, we try to explain to you. Mm. Don't get angry or be impatient. Mm. Yeah. You must love. You must love each other. I love that. Fantastic. Funbi, how would you uh, advise uh, uh, able people to understand the deaf community? Um, just come to a deaf people and learn sign language. The deaf people are patient. They will teach you the language so that you will improve and become better. Um, and I'm sure in the future you will become even better. 
Fantastic. Thank you, guys. It's been so lovely speaking to all of you. And uh, well done to Studio 05 for the initiative that you've embarked upon. I think it's fantastic. Beliswa, you've been an angel. Uh, you've been fantastic. I love you. I owe you big time. You are a superhero. Keep doing the great work. And I just want to encourage you guys. Do well this year. We'll be watching you. And uh, focus on your education. Don't let anything put you down. You guys are fantastic. Uh, you're just as able as the next person so thank you guys for coming through thank you for making time for us Channel Africa we really really appreciate it thank you Funbi you are awesome as well keep teaching that's great that's awesome well we're going to take a quick break I really love today it was one of my favorite broadcasts ever 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 and uh, I'm going to take just a quick break we're going to have some music and then we'll come back with our business news and then after that we'll have our sports In the cup with a camera phone. Every time we in the club, it's a family show. Take the trophy on, we the champions. Champions, 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 champions. Always knew you'd be on top again. Super mega, he on top again. Couple dollies in the cup for the ambience. But you wildin', about to call you a maxi home. It's a classic night, Friday action night. Pay the price for everything that we sacrifice. For the bragging rights, I deserve this life. It's the perfect time to keep my circle tight. Fuck the flashing lights, fuck the plastic life. What's the verdict when I pull up at the traffic light? Who got the juice? Who got the juice? Somebody make me off, I can't confuse. The summer we on some other, let's act the fool. Do numbers like Kula China, we're absolute. What it look like? Every time we pull up, it's a good time. All a good time, like good wine. Record labels acting like Shook Knight, keeping outside. Don't ever treat me like a pop-up. I got my niggas on standby. You gon' say hello to the bad guy. You play the safe, I raise the bar. Amazing grace, I praise the Lord. Versace store, the world is yours. Monate saw, Monate saw. Paparazzi wanna put a happy on. Trashy in the cup with a camera phone. Every time we in the club, it's a family show. Take the trophy on, we the champions. Champions, 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 champions. Always knew you'd be on top again. Super mega, he on top again. These niggas pulling out weapons. Trying to take shots at mega. Tell me what you know about pressure. You too busy worried about blessings. Smoking that shop, right? Check it. My impact is something you can't.